university malls possible future reconstruction, and the mention of wildfires have been on students' and community members' minds. From the Blue Devil Hub, this is the News Cycle. I'm Maria Anderson, and today is Monday, September 19th. University Mall in Central Davis has been a central location for college students and community members. But recently, the mall space has been quite empty, causing concern for people across Davis. We look at the reason behind what is going on and take a look at what people think would make good use of the space. Mayor of Davis, Lucas Ferrix, explains what he knows about the split vote that was set in 2020 regarding this issue. The city council in 2020, on a you know a split vote, approved uh, sort of some changes to the re- in sort of redevelopment to the university mall to allow for a mixed use sort of shopping center, but also with uh, housing built up above it and a parking structure as well. Bricksmore Property Group has owned University Mall for quite some time now, and we hear from Frerichs about it being a waiting game for everyone. Ultimately, changes to the proposed project would come back to the city for approval. Uh, and so that's something that, you know, we're sort of, again, just in a waiting pattern until the, the property owner decides what they actually want to do. People involving Ferrix have noticed that the property group took the next step by reaching out to the community to gather the public's opinions. Um, they were, I think, advertising on Facebook here a couple of weeks ago, like just, I mean, just maybe on Instagram too. I didn't, I'm not sure about that, but like, I, you know, what kinds of you know, retailers, do you want to see, you know, in this shopping center? So, I mean, clearly they're like, you know, doing some little bit of work there. Rachel Cubby Adler is one of the community members who commented on Bricksmore's post in response to what she is hoping to see in University Mall. I mean, I think it should be different than downtown. I think it would be lovely if there was a lot of outdoor seating and spaces like that for people. Cubby Adler also appreciated the fact that Bricksmore reached out to the community. I did feel excited by the fact that there was at least an opportunity for people to say something. Many college towns have restaurant ideas that our community members like. Cubby Adler shares her idea. Um, Also, so my daughter's at UCLA, and um, when I walk around Westwood, I notice that a lot of the restaurants there are like make-your-own-bowl kind of places. I just think things like that would work really well in that mall, and, and also we're lacking that. Cubby Adler believes that fitness should have a bit more emphasis with an idea of a center in the mall. And then the only other thing I want to see is uh, some kind of fitness, just because we don't really have very good fitness options on this side of town. But then I worry because it's so close to the arc that they like won't really want that. But in general, I do think it'd be cool to have like a yoga studio or something over there that is active. Eric Lee, a senior planner for the city of Davis, is working on a number of projects, including the University Mall project. He talks about what his specific role is. You know, as a planner here, um, one of the things that we have to do is review the projects. You know, we get in a request like this, and there's a lot of city regulations, city processes, and city staff that need to review it to make sure that it meets our requirements. It takes quite a bit of work in just the planning phase because multiple departments have to give their input and their reviews. Of course, other departments need to review it as well because you know, there's public works, which is looking at the infrastructure. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's urban forestry that may be looking at trees. Um, there's, you know, maybe sometimes even like police or parks, you know, they might have uh, interest or issues or things they want to look at. Talk about housing being added into the mall above the possible retail stores has been up in the air. 
that was an option that they were seriously uh, pursuing because that's what they thought would really work and would be a fit well there. Um, and and they spent several years after they got the approval trying to do that. But unfortunately, unfortunately, it doesn't look as if that is going to happen. For BlueDevilHub.com, this is Maria Anderson reporting. Every fall, wildfires have concerned people across our county and have forced people to stay inside due to high smoke levels. Mosquito Fire is the largest this far this fall. Elliot DeYoung has the story. Davis's last snow day was 49 years ago, but smoke days are a frequent occurrence as of recently. Orange skies and raining ash shut down schools three years ago, with fires creating smoky seasons every fall since. It feels almost like pre-apocalyptic when the fires get super bad and the air turns orange. That's Jacqueline Choi, a DHS student who attended Emerson in 2018 when Campfire was burning. Campfire was the most destructive in California history, causing $16 billion in damages. Choi was reminded of those fires when smoky skies covered Davis this fall. It did give me this feeling where it's like, oh, fire season's back again, and I was really hoping that it wouldn't progress the way it did the previous years. This year, the culprit of the smoke is the Mosquito Fire near Placer. It hasn't greatly impacted Davis's air quality yet, with its worst days rated as unhealthy for sensitive groups, around 120 AQI. Mosquito now covers 58,000 acres and is 25% contained, displacing around 11,000 residents. Senior Aussie Maroney Sutton has noticed traces of its impact at Davis High. I have smelt it in the air, but it's not really affected my like breathing at all, I guess. Maroney Sutton isn't currently concerned about the fires. I feel like we are in the safe spot. If there's ash raining down on us, then I might be a little more concerned, but that's not happening. Mara Nittner, another DHS student, agrees with Maroney Sutton, but is concerned for those in high-risk categories. We have a friend who is who has had serious effects from it and did not go to school one day. Their throat was so, like, affected by the smoke. Professor Mike Kleeman works in the UC Davis Civil and Environmental Engineering Department and has tracked California wildfires for the past few years. He specializes in urban and regional air quality. So the wildfire prevalence has been increasing in recent years because of the you know climate change and uh, the forest management practices. And so we're involved in looking at um, you know whether that has a public health impact or not. Those health impacts may include increased asthma attacks or death, among other things. Kleeman says Davis has been better off this year compared to previous years. Well, this year we've been quite lucky, in Davis at least, uh, that the winds have been uh, very favorable for us and the wildfire uh, smoke hasn't really inundated uh, our area. You know, certainly there are some major wildfires burning in uh, Northern California and in Southern Oregon, but I don't think that it's at the same level that we've experienced in previous years. Fire seasons are here to stay, Kleeman says, as long as forests are dry from climate change. Dry lightning storms and large amounts of fuel on the forest floor amplify these dangers. I mean, certainly wildfires can start for many different reasons. You know, um, down power lines uh, or the sparks from, from road travel. You know, there's lots of different ways to kick them off. But the, the really devastating ones seem to be those fire complexes and the dry lightning storms. And so it's the confluence when those three things come together that um, I think really cause the most serious problems. Forest services are removing and burning fuel from forest floors to reduce danger, and other methods are being investigated. 
there's an effort also to try to use some of that um, green material for fuels as well. And so there's a lot of uh, thinking going into uh, making syngas uh, from that forest waste and to try to harness that as a fuel source for California. And we're sort of very early in that process. For BlueDevilHub.com, this is Elliot DeYoung. Well, that's our show for today. The News Cycle is a production of the Blue Devil Hub in association with the Davis Enterprise. Daniel Ruiz Jimenez writes our theme music. The program is produced by Maria Anderson and Nane Grigor. Our executive producer is Elliot DeYoung. We're trying to grow our listeners. Make sure to share the news cycle with your friends, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, visit us on the web at bluedevilhub.com, and don't miss our radio broadcasts Monday at 8 and Tuesday at noon on 95.7 KDRT. You can also follow the Hub on social media. We're on Instagram at bluedevilhub and on Twitter at DHS Hub. Have a good week, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>